Hello, everyone. Welcome to Options Trading for Income for our April 24th, 2023, episode 929. Also, a special welcome to our open house members who are joining us for today. Before we get going, we'd like to remind you the presentation is for educational purposes only. We're not broker-dealers or financial advisors. and not making any specific trade recommendations. Also, please be aware that your risk in trading options is substantial, and please make sure you are aware of all your risks prior to placing any trades. Also note that any trades and the results on this presentation are, please consider them hypothetical computer-simulated trades. They, they would be believed to be accurately represented as possible. Keep in mind, live results can vary from simulated results for many different reasons. Also, while we're here, I would like to welcome our new members. So for our new Go and Pro members, please be sure to watch your welcome videos and your review materials. Review the stage videos, choose your stage, read and follow the stage guidelines. And also make sure you review that Fit Trading Library videos for your stage. There's a lot of great information in there for newer traders, of course, but there's also a lot of wealth of information for our more advanced traders also. Remember, we are here to help you. We're here to get you successful in trading as quickly as possible. Please ask questions. Please request coaching. You can take advantage of our coaching opportunities we have on Options Trading for Income, which is this meeting here. Go ask a trader and pro sessions. We have free public one-on-one coaching for those of you who would like to share your challenges so that we can help other people become better faster as well. And then we have our self-coaching you can do because you have access to over a thousand archive videos here within the the Go membership alone. So there's just a tremendous amount of opportunity to do that, and we hope that you take advantage of that. Now, speaking to everybody, if you've been out there, you know, and you've been trying this trade, trying that trade, only to you know, be profitable for a while, and then take a loss, and then or whatever, and then having to jump into something else. That is because you've been chasing from trade after trade, looking for the magical trade here. You're going to be able to trade non-subjectively and just win all the time. I think all of us go through that stage. Some of us don't get through that stage. Some of us stay here for 10, 15, 20 years, a lifetime. Unfortunately, your time's going to run out at some point. You don't want to be stuck in that cycle. We want to break you out of that cycle. We want to teach you to become a confident, competent trader who can make his own decisions, who can adapt to the marketplace and be profitable over long periods of time, consistently and confidently and so forth. And to do that, we have our trader success blueprint that we have, and we run people through stages. We suggest you go through our stages. And one is to get fit to trade, build the essential knowledge, foundation, mechanical skills you need for trading. Stage two is to just live trade a simple, non-subjective position. I think getting into this style of trading, it's a fantastic style of trading. It can be tremendously profitable. And if you if you do it in longer term time frames, it's very it's not time intensive at all. Right? So it takes a very small amount of time to be able to do it. And we can make a lot of money. So I really love the style of trading. To do it properly, to do it effectively and be profitable over time, you do need to become discretionary and be subjective and you want to learn how to do that because that's how you're going to become confident. You're not going to be confident just sitting there following trade rules. Or matter of fact, if you are confident sitting there following trade rules and hoping you win every cycle or more often than you lose, that's nothing to be confident about. That's just a set of trade rules that happens to be you know, doing okay for a period of time. 
to be truly confident, you should understand what's going on in the marketplace. You should understand the trade rules. You should understand the dynamics of the marketplace. And then you can adapt to those dynamics. And to start, yes, we do have a lot of wonderful trading strategies that we trade non-subjectively. And we show you that on this options trading for income over time. We've, and we've been doing this, what is it? I said 929 episodes. How many years is that? That's over 15 years. So we've been doing this for a very long time. We know how to train traders. We know how to get you successful. And, and going through this process is, is a big part of it. But you know, live trade, simple execution, simple strategy to build your execution skills. But more importantly, is to build your self-discipline and your integrity with yourself. In order to be a, a great trader over time, you have to have a self-discipline. You have to build that integrity. We have a lot of traders who know all kinds of things about options. They know 106 different option strategies, but they're just not profitable as trading. And you find a lot of times they just don't have that self-discipline and that integrity with themselves to do what they say they're going to do and be able to hold the system. So this is a very important stage of trading. And then, of course, in stage three, we strengthen our self-discipline. We build our foundational skills. We're building more advanced mechanical skills and beginning to make certain important observations about the trading strategies and how they interact with the marketplace and how the marketplace works. This is where we start to get into our market outlook and where we train you how to understand how the market moves and so forth. And when you take that information and you understand your positioning, you can then start to diversify your trades. You can finish up on the core advanced mechanical and technical skills you need to advance to what we call that pro level where you gain a full understanding of implied volatility market movement and the passage of time and how that relates to your positions. And that's where you get in and you really start doing really, really well over time as a trader. I encourage you to follow the process and you know break the chain here of just trying to chase after trade after trade and finally get to the point where you can be truly profitable in the marketplace. That's where we would like you to go and we can help you get there. So we do have our non-subjective trades on this particular meeting. We cover 12 different trading strategies that are non-subjective trading strategies. And not for the purpose of winning every cycle, but for the purpose of understanding the strategies, understanding what types of dynamics. Every strategy we have has a different entry strategy. It has a different adjustment strategy. It has a different exit strategy. And these dynamics are going to give you certain results depending on what the market does. And they're marked out in stages. We have the bull, the bear, the M3.4, the V32, the bearish butterfly, the M3, the rock, unbalanced butterfly one, super bull, and our 3X4, the 14, 17, and 22s. So we're gonna take a look at those, how they're doing for the last week. We cover them, like I said, week to week, real time. And, uh, and we see how we're doing. Sometimes we'll modify the rule set a little bit if it really makes sense, or sometimes by vote and so forth, but we try to follow it as much as possible. Uh, also worthy of note, we have a special webinar coming up on May 18th, Trader Transformation Principles. This webinar is where we teach the principles that help traders fully understand the true art of income trading. It's fantastic as far as understanding the trades and gaining a great understanding of the design and so forth of them. It's, it's just an awesome, uh, it's one of our 
top rated programs. So we really, really love this program. As far as what's coming up in the near future here for the WIP membership, April 26th is our trading performance meeting. Get your questions in for topics on that if you would like any, to see anything covered. Uh, our next market outlook is Monday, 8.30 a.m. Eastern Time. Our next trading with the pros is Wednesday, May 3rd. And our next Go Ask a Trader is May 10th at 11.30 a.m. Eastern Time. So as far as carryover positions from February, March that we're currently tracking, we have a MAX4 version 17, a MAX4 version 22. We have our focus positions for May, our, our June Bull, June M3.4U, the May Rock, and the June X4 version 14. I think I'll be able to go over everything today. We'll quickly just take a look at how all the strategies have been doing recently. So let's take a look at our option at Explorer here. Uh, for those of you who are new, well, if you're a new member and you want to see these trades in their entirety, you can go back into the recordings. You have access to all the past recordings of options trading for income, and you can go back. For those of you who are just in our open house, you're kind of you're kind of catching these things mid-trade. So we'll, you'll see what happened in the last week. If you have any questions, comments, or anything, you can throw that into the chat and I'll do the best I can to answer them for you in the time we have. But the bull trade is just a simple strategy, on and off. It's put on by time, it's put off by time. It's completely non-subjective. Has a $7,500 planned capital, has a $2,500 exit loss trigger. Um, this trade's been on five days. This is what it looked like as of Monday. There are no adjustments to this strategy. It, uh, it does well over time. It's um, surprisingly surprisingly well and if we run into Friday here this is what we look like as of Friday we are up $580 and everything is going fine this strategy by the way we can do with one contract so that would be a 70 $750 plan capital with a $250 loss exit trigger let's look at our Bearish butterflies here that we have active. We have one in May. This has been rolled up a few times. We have, if we look at our T log here, we have, we had entered this initially at. <clears throat> 1710 short strikes. We had an ad at 750. We had a good size market up, uh, move up. So we have 1750 ad, a 1770 ad, a scale in, and a 1780 scale in, and a roll at 1790, and a roll at 1800. And our next roll is scheduled, I think, at 1810. And actually, let me see here. It would be at actually at 1815, would be our next roll. We did not hit that during the week. So we can see how this has matured here. This is what we look like as of Friday. This this trade, by the way, has a $15,000 profit target. So this is a $50,000 plan capital position. Notice we only get in this market environment. And so for those, for those of you who are new in this type of trading, it's been an unusual market environment since 2020. We've been it's actually a Unusually good opportunity-wise for certain styles of trades. So, um, 
but we're not getting much money into the positions, not as much as we normally do. Um, this is case in point here. We're only at about 23,000 margin, even though it's a 50,000 planned capital position. But we have a $15,000 profit target until we get 21 days to expiration, in which case it drops to $5,000. We are up um, 8,500, and this is doing well. If the market drifts down as expected, then this should do very, very well for the cycle uh, you know, by the end of the week. We uh, are going to be at 21 days to expiration. We're going to have a reduced profit target anyway. So assuming we don't get any big up moves, this should be pulled off uh, by Friday. So that's what that looks like in May. There were no adjustments for the week. Our June bearish butterfly actually starts today. So let's, um, let's take a look at entry on that. So this position here is going to start a new trade this position here is going to start a, with it's a fifty thousand dollar plant capital position it's a 10 lot so we're starting with a 10 lot and we're doing a uh, iron butterfly with the short strikes about 20 points under the market so we're at about 1790 so we're going to go to 1770 we're going to do 50 point wings and from here, it's the same thing, 1770. We are going to do 50-point wings. This is going to set us up into this position here. Uh, from here, we have noticed, by the way, the increase in delta that we're getting and the increase in cost that we're getting in the butterflies. The implied volatility market is starting to actually straighten out and normalize a little bit, which is going to be a signal for a different type of trading environment. But um, either way, this is going to be our entry position. We, it's going to give us a reference point of 1770. It's going to give us an add point of 1820 and 1840 should the market go up. And to the downside here, we're going to be rolling back probably at around 1665 should the market drop back. So let's just let's just commit this. This is going to be this this would be the Friday entry. 2023 And that is good to go. So those are what we have going on in the marriage butterfly. Our May bear trade looks similar. So our bear trade is this is a five thousand dollar plan capital position. It looks like a bearish butterfly, but there again, when we talked about earlier, we, we talked about each trading strategy having some different types of entry, exit, and adjustment dynamics. This has different adjustment dynamics than the bearish butterfly and a different exit strategy than a standard bearish butterfly. So a lot of times you're differently positioned and a lot of times, uh, well, we're going to be out of this at 21 days expiration regardless. So those are going to give you different dynamics and different types of markets. But um, here, this cycle, we happen to be similarly positioned. Um, we have a choice here. So this is one of the choices in the strategy that we can make. We can either hold into this position. Uh, this strategy does not overlap. So the bearish butterfly overlaps. We, when we get to 20, when we get to 56 days to expiration, we enter a bearish butterfly. Um, when we go into a bear trade, and again, this is a difference in the entry. 
we actually have the option if we want, if we want to uh, exit here, or if we want to exit it, uh, exit exit here, and enter our 56 data expiration cycle, if we, or if we want to hold this cycle, and um, until the end and exit our bearish butterfly later. Uh, not our bearish butterfly, but our bear trade later. And in this case here, we're going to hold it and do it later. It kind of depends on the condition of the position. So the condition of the position is good. This is a $1,500 profit target on a $5,000 point capital position. We're up almost $1,000. This is positioned well. Um, we're just going to leave this and we're going to let this run out to 21 days to expiration, which is till Friday. And then on Friday, what we're going to do is going to enter the June cycle. That's going to give us a bit of a different entry date. So um, you'll see the contrast between the bear trade from the uh, from the entry date uh, standpoint difference, and again from the adjustment difference and from the uh, exit strategy difference. But this is what we have on on the bear trade. So let me go to our M3 here. So let's go here. And I'm going to go back to Monday. Good example, because we have our M3, which we put into lockdown, we call lockdown. Um, was not a good cycle for this particular strategy. It was a little, uh, a little bit challenging. Uh, but we're gonna just run this out into expiration so what we have here is we're still using, uh, we're in lockdown, so we're just making, um, maximizing, I, I should say, what we're going to, holding on, maximizing what we're going to make over the next couple of days. So here, we're running into some substantial negative delta, so I can, I can fix that by just Pulling these long strikes down a little bit, raises our expiration line. And we're basically waiting for this to expire. If we go to the following day here, the market pulled back a little bit, but there really wasn't an issue. And the following day, and this Thursday's expiration day, and that would have prompted an exit on this trade. And the exit would have, it would have looked like this here. And that would have given us a $369 profit, which is essentially a break-even for the strategy. Um, Virginia, I can show the the the, um, the non-lockdown scenario probably on Go Ask a Trader. We have a lot of trades to um, to run over today, so um, and then we're we're already running late. So can we add that to Go Ask a Trader? And I was making a note, M3 for April 21. Go ask a trader. I think the non-lockdown version probably would have done better. And, okay, so Sherry's going to do that. It probably would have done better um, than what we did with the lockdown version. And it's because of what actually played out in the marketplace. So, um, you kind of get a hint of that with what went on with the rock position, uh, okay? But anyway, that's what that's the way that played out. If we go to Monday, 
our May is actually doing fairly well here. So uh, Monday, we had a, a Delta trigger here where we're minus 16. That's going to trigger an adjustment to the upside. The adjustment that would be triggered, let's see, this call right now is at a Delta number of 86. We're not really going to go deeper in the money with that. If you go deeper in the money with that, it doesn't really make that much of a difference. So um, the adjustment for that would actually be to roll this here. And that's going to violate our downside triggers, our maximum risk downside with an 8% move. So the way we're going to deal with that is we're going to drop this to a normal butterfly size. And by the way, it's been a very long time since we've had to drop to a normal M3 size 32 days to expiration. We've been um, basically holding the 20 lot size closer to almost 10 days to expiration, which is unheard of historically, but fairly common since COVID. Uh, but we're starting again to normalize a little bit and you can uh, see that we're, we're having to drop size a little bit earlier, but we ended up having to drop size to 10 contracts. We end up moving the call, and now we're in um, just we're within our delta guidelines, and we move that call from the 84 delta to the 47 delta. Again, that was just to deal with the drop in size and getting the getting the, um, the position back into normal adjustment parameters. And then from there, I do not believe we hit any other. Oh, we hit a trigger here on Wednesday, we are over minus 15, which is our adjustment trigger for this particular strategy. Uh, we're gonna sell off the 1820 call. We're gonna move it deeper in the money. And there is our adjusted position. And we have Thursday and then Friday. And as of Friday, this is up $2,018. Again, we have a $5,000 profit target, a $5,000 exit loss trigger. Okay, so that is the M3 for May. And we have a June entry. If we will enter a lot of our strategies, 56 days to expiration. There's nothing magic about 56 days to expiration. It's just is a, um, a random chosen date. And here we are, 56 days to expiration. Similar to a bearish butterfly, we're gonna go with a uh, iron butterfly. It's gonna be approximately 20 points under the money. We're gonna usually start with 10 contracts and see where we're at, but I know in the implied volatility, we're at 20, so one, two, three, three, four, five, minus 20, one, two, three, four, five. That's gonna give us minus 71 delta. This is also something that we have not seen since COVID. We may actually um, not make parameters there. So let me do this here. Let me do a 71 delta call or 72. Let me uh, actually, I think we'll, um, 
Yeah, yeah, we have enough room here. So it, what we're looking for is an eight percent. With an eight percent move in the Russell, we do not want to be under uh, more than a ten thousand dollar drawdown. That that clearly makes it, but it's getting closer. I haven't had to have a, a, a seventy delta call on one of these on entry, even with a twenty lot, in a very very long time. So you can notice the environment changing. We'll probably see that in the uh, M3.4U when we enter that also. So that's that's going to be our starting position for June for M3. We have our M3.4U trades. This is a uh, $5,000 planned capital position with a $500 exit loss trigger. Uh, this does not have a profit target. We are four days to expiration. This is sitting up about $445. That's a decent month for an M3.4U. It's about a 10% return. If, um, if it f finishes off that way, here we're violating a upside delta limit. So our adjustment is to roll this in. That brings, oh, okay, so we actually have to do two strikes. Um, that puts us over capital limit. That means we have to roll these up. Um, that puts us to negative. Realistically, this is the position that I really should have went in with this trade. Um, I actually went into the more aggressive position where we rolled this down also because we're negative delta. And I just kind of wanted to show this. This is our other option, right? So we, our delta limits on this as uh, basically I want to be positive outside the long strike or um, and I and and, and I want to be less than four positive delta. If I did the <clears throat> the other one I just showed you, I was at minus one delta, which is a violation of delta guidelines. Um, if I go this way here, I'm at positive 3.95, which is almost a, a, a violation of positive delta guidelines. Um, if I had a violation in both directions, I would have to stay with the negative delta. But um, this is not a violation. So I went ahead and did it because by guidelines, that's what they say. So uh, we're going to do that. Although just pointing out, I would rather be in the other position. Anyway, here is our adjustment. We ended up getting a down move here on Tuesday, which did violate our upside, our downside, um, our, our uh, positive delta limit. So I had to back out of this. And when I did that, I had to violate my upside my upside delta limit. However, it's uh, I have less risk to the upside, so I'm going to violate my upside limit. And then coming into here, um, I was able to adjust to the upside. So we went ahead and adjusted to the upside here, 
And then Thursday, we exit the position. Let me just take that off. At a profit of 426, which isn't bad. It's, it's a fairly average month for M3.4U of that size. And then we have our May position here. Our May position is up 422 as of Monday. And I do not believe there were. Oh, actually, we had a. Monday we had an up adjustment, so here we had a violation of upside delta guidelines, so I want to do this. Now we have a violation of capital limit, so I want to do this. Now we're violating upside again, so I actually have to do both of these. And that is going to be the, uh, the guidelines positioning for this scenario. And then from there, there should be no further adjustments needed. And as of Friday, this is up about 4.42. So that's doing well, and it's set up to do, we still got 28 days left, so we're set up to do possibly a really good month here. Then we have our June entry position, which is going to look like this. Let's go to... June, this is going to be minus four, 60 point wing plus two. And then we have four, one, two, three, four, it's gonna be plus two there. That's gonna give us a Delta of 4.12. That's a violation of, of uh, positive Delta. So we're gonna go one and one. And that's going to put us at 1.8. So this is going to be our entry position for M3.4U for June. Okay. April Rock. Go back to this here. So this was our rock trade. We also put rock trade in lockdown. Uh, it's up $4,222. Uh, it was positioned slightly differently. I forgot. We I actually forgot we put this in lockdown. But... Um, we have an upside delta violation here, so we're just going to um, open up our short strikes here, shorten our wing to the low side to deal with our downside risk, and go into this position here. And then Tuesday, we had a bit of a down move. Wednesday, uh, we exit Wednesday. So why do we exit Wednesday? We exit Wednesday because... Uh, well, first of all, we could stay in this position if we wanted to. We could just adjust it up and stay in for another day. But we also have, we generally don't overlap a rock trade. We have entry day here on Wednesday for our rock, for a new rock trade. So I'm just going to exit this one here. If it was in super good condition and it looked like we had a, a good opportunity to make a lot of money and so forth, I may stay in it and try to adjust it. But um, realistically, we're better off just going into 
this cycle here, particularly because we don't want overlap. This is going to be our entry for our rock trade for May. Looks like an M3 uh, for June. Looks like an M3. I have to rename this, obviously. Um, looks like an M3, but we're only doing a uh, 10 contract. We're limited to 10 contracts here. So this is going to be our rock entry for the cycle. V32. is here that's our entry this is uh this was our v32 trade coming into the uh into our expiration on it uh, was up 1312 dollars and then we have um, coming into here and this is uh, what we have on entry for the rock trade. So question is, do I think we see, we will ever see the potential rock shape with changes in IV uh, weekly uh, options impact on the markets? Uh, well, you know, it's, it's hard to say. Part of the issue here is because we've gone from the option view software over, over into Option Net Explorer, which gives us different types of D plus zero lines, which by default gives us different delta numbers, which would take that and make it more difficult to get, in general, to get into a rock position. In other words, if you if you test the rock strategy back in Option Net Explorer as far back as you can, which is 2011, it's not very far back, um, you don't go into rock position very often. Um, there's going to be a difference there between option view and option um, net explorer which is what we're using now so i mean it, it, it it's possible that we do get into it close to expiration probably under 15 days but on entry it's probably not likely we're going to see a rock entry for a while or at least until the market really settles down and iv goes back to normal okay so um but we, but you know, it's 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 out there, and there are going to be times. Um, you know, it seems like it's funny, right? So as you're trading, it seems like when you're in a certain market, it seems like it's going to be that way forever. Like when we were in the 2013 market, it seemed like it was going to be that way forever, and that that was probably the year with probably the most rock entries. And then you get into a different type of market, it seems like it's going to be there forever. And then it changes drastically again, and it seems like it's going to be there forever. Um, but we are settling back to more, something more normal now, and it, it probably won't be too long before we start seeing um, the strategies react more like they did before COVID. Um, maybe another, it's probably going to be another year or so, but once the market bases out, you know, we talked about in market outlook how long we're likely to be in the sideways range we've been in. Um, but once once that breaks, the base breaks, and we start grinding back up again, get into a more um, into that type of a marketplace, you're going to see a lot of dynamics change in the marketplace. You know, things like these shorter term weekly weekly option strategies or, or daily or zero DT strategies start to their effectiveness, and you know their risk starts to escalate in them, and they start becoming non viable or 
and you have to change the way you trade, right? And you're going to be back to these longer-term trades, and you're going to see different implied volatility skew curves. Um, we've seen it happen over and over again. The market, it's a normal market cycle. So um, anyway, um, and you know, you think it's the weekly options that impact the markets, and, and that's not really true. What impacted the markets in the implied volatility market is COVID. And during that time, they introduced different options. And, you know, a lot of people attribute the changes to the options, and that may be true to some extent, but the bigger, wider um, reason for the change um, in the options market is not the introduction of the shorter-term cycles, but rather the overall overarching um, effect of COVID. And the size of the moves that we had in COVID and the implied and, and, this, and the ranges of the moves that we're getting. That's what actually affects the pricing. So we just want to keep that in line. Okay. Anyway, this is that trade, and this is currently down about $340. And then we had our UB1, which let's go to SPX here. I'm going to ignore today's trades. UB1 exit was Friday. It exited at a positive $1,060. Uh, let me actually, I have to exit this in the software because I didn't do that. So, model trade. And, and again, this is exited because of time. And this is a plus 1060, uh, 1024, I should say, 102. And then we have entry. So UB1 strategy enters 56 days to expiration, enters in all puts, enters with the long strike at the money. Again, this is a different type of adjustment uh, entry strategy. So... 10, 1, 2, 3, 4, minus 20, 40 point wing, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, plus 10. Um, we have a maximum delta of positive 10 on entry. We cannot, this does not meet that. We Our delta correction method for entry is going to be to move the long strikes out. So 5 and 5, that meets our delta requirement on entry to 8. Uh, by the way, we've this is the first month in a first cycle in a very long time that we haven't had to do a 50-point wing completely. Now we're in a half 40, half 50. Again, you can see the IV market settling in. Uh, 2023-6. And then... We have um, we had a Super Bowl that expired. We told you this was going to lose, right? So one of the things that you should understand is you should understand your strategies and know when they're going to do well and when they're not going to do well. Um, you should you know once you begin to understand, you start to do that. We told you that um, you know subjectively, had you entered this trade subjectively, that you would have been out of this trade at a very small loss. But um, if we Bring it into expiration. This is like 99% chance this is going to be a full loser, and that's what happened here. 
So we took a full loss here. If we just go to Friday, um, again, intraday we got profitable, but checkpoint time it was not. Checkpoint time it was not. And then this is expiration day, and the market went down. So that one ends up um, doing a loss. Uh, our May Super Bowl had won. We already exited that. And this is the condition of our June Super Bowl uh, as of Friday. It's currently up 143. So that was the Super Bowl position. We have our X4 trades, which um, are doing okay, but they're, or did okay in the cycle but they're not going to be tremendously profitable this month. So this is our X4 version 14, and this is for May. It was up $380. This is a 35, no, I'm sorry. Um, 14's a, we're doing 15,000 plant capital right now in these, right? So 15,000 plant capital position, we're only up 380. So it's not, um, not breaking any records here. This is what we look like as of Wednesday. We have a delta of minus 1.2. That is a upside adjustment trigger on this. The method by which we upside adjust the V14 is we sell the condor. That is our adjustment. And then from there, we have Thursday. And then we have Friday. And we're up about $440. Again, not going to be a super um, trade. Our V14, it, it'd be a profitable trade, but not, not a very profitable. Our V14 for June still has a lot of time left, and this may do very well, but there were no adjustments last week, and that's sitting at 500 and um, up $510. And then we have our V17s, which were both up adjusted. So let me go back to Monday. We have our V17s here, which are... Uh, on Monday, we were negative delta in this position, so that's going to require an up adjustment. Our up adjustment on a V17 is different than a V14. It's just simply minus 5 plus 5, and that's going to give us positive 2 delta. There were no further adjustments here unless there was one on Friday. Let me look on Friday here. That's up about $340. And then we have our June, which was actually up adjusted on Wednesday. So let me go back to This is up $859. We're negative delta. That's going to require an adjustment. Again, our adjustment is essentially the same. We're going to take five contracts from here, bring them to here. That's our upside adjustment Wednesday. And then Thursday, 
Friday, and this is currently sitting up about 574. Okay, and then last, but, um, and I guess least for the cycle here, is the 22s. We talked about the implied volatility dynamics of an X4V22. They generally like rises in implied volatility. The, the, the death for this is not price movement. One of the reasons we we have this strategy and we and we do this strategy from a non-subjective manner um, is because it's highly sensitive to what implied volatility does. Generally, a rising market with a slow grind down in implied volatility like we're getting now tends to be very bad for the structure. Um, a down move with a large rise in implied volatility tends to be very good for the structure. So we're experiencing a grinding up move. And like I said, the, we've been saying all day, the implied volatility vertical skew curves are such that it, we haven't seen these levels in quite some time. So um, this would be called a detrimental implied volatility skew curve shift for this type of a position. And that's going to go here, um, our May position, this actually ended up getting stopped out. And it didn't get stopped out because of price movement. It got stopped out because of implied volatility movement and implied volatility drop more specifically. So here, um, we actually have a, a delta violation in the position. So we are Actually, this isn't really even a delta violation position. Outside the tent, yeah, this would be this this move shouldn't even have been done, but we did it, so we'll leave it. Um, we had a, a, a negative delta that was not quite violated. It's minus twenty five outside the tent, and technically we're outside the tent. So, uh, but anyway, I took that as a violation. So sometimes that happens. So we're going to take this. We're going to move it deeper in the money to correct for that. We move that all the way down to uh, this one here. That brought us back to flat. Then we had our move here on Tuesday. That brought us to our exit loss trigger at 2,500 down. So this would be an exit for the strategy. Again, this is not a problem with uh, this is not a problem with price movement. It's a problem with implied volatility. And the reason we, we want a trade here in our examples that are so, so sensitive is because all your trades are very sensitive to implied volatility. They're just sensitive in different ways, and you want to know what ways those are. Uh, so let me just commit this, and this is going to be at minus 25.46. And then if we take a look at our June, we're experiencing the same problem in June, but um, we're not as bad yet. We're down 1,036. Again, we're not really having a price movement problem. We're having an implied volatility issue. And if we bring this to Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, this never hit a trigger. To do anything, we're down 17. 
We're down uh, to 17 delta, but our trigger inside the tent is minus 25. If we clear the tent, it will flatten it out. So that is, um, that's what's going on in all the strategies. Overall, we're doing very well. And as you know, we've had a, a pretty good year in, uh, in most strategies. And pro trades are doing fantastically well. So uh, from there, uh, I'm going to close this up. Doesn't look like we have any other comments. Uh, thank you for joining me, everybody, on the special open house. Thank you for our new members. Again, if you have any questions, comments, or anything you would like to do, then please put that into the forums. I hope that all of you are interested, you know, all the open house attendees will seriously consider our Go membership or Pro membership, depending on your level as a trader. And of course, remember about our Trader Transformation webinar we're having coming up here on May 18th. Have a great week, everyone, and trade well. We'll see you on the next meeting.